This is episode five of our lockdown sport comedy series, The Show Must Go On. And today's show is dedicated to our Paralympians. Their gold medal hopes may have been put on hold, but that's given us a chance to get to know more about them. And here's who's joining us today. Hello, you're listening to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. This week, guest announced by me, Jimmy Carr. Yes, that's right. I present literally everything now. <laughs> Today on the show, Lindsay is joined by Kadena Cox, Sam Ruddock and Zoe Lyons. Kadena is a double gold medalist and para-sport athlete who also has an MBE. I don't have an MBE, though to be fair, making those jokes about Prince Andrew at the Queen's birthday might be why. <laughs> Sam is a para-track cyclist and shot putter who currently holds the British record for the F35 shot put and C1 time trial. All right, show off. Finally, Zoe is a stand-up comedian who's appeared on Live at the Apollo, Just a Minute, and Mock the Week. Now all that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. Ha-ha! Union Jack Radio presents The Show Must Go On. Time to welcome our trio then, starting with comedian Zoe Lyons, who shares a passion for sport. And not many people will know about this, Zoe, but you're a keen runner. You were training for a marathon before lockdown happened, weren't you? I'm a, I'm a keen plodder. That's how I like to refer to myself, a keen plodder. Yeah, I was tra- actually training for um, a really, really long race, the um, London to Brighton 100k challenge. Which wow. I know I signed up on a whim. I was bored on Tuesday and that's what happens. I'd never run a marathon before. So I was in training for that. And we were doing really well. We were sort of building up slowly. And then, of course, all of this happened. So we went, right, let's run marathons across the South Downs. I need to take a leaf out of your book because when I've got bored, I've ordered puzzles. Yeah. A little bit like <laughs> yeah. my grandma. Yeah. Rather than going out running. But well, you've been along the Brighton seafront. That helps. It does help. I'm I'm really lucky where I live. I live I live in Hove, so I've got the Brighton seafront in one end and I've got the South Downs at the other end. And uh, it's really saved me mentally over the last few weeks, just being able to put the shoes on and, and just disappear over the hills and have a nice sort of afternoon talking to sheep. Well, putting me even more to shame, our athletes today aren't content at being fantastic at one sport. We have multi-parasport stars, Kadena Cox and Sam Ruddock joining us. Great to speak to you both. So what's the situation for you with training at the moment, getting back to competing? Is that still way off for you? And for me, it's um, currently, um, yeah, just at home where we've started phasing in getting people into the athletic track and I'm sure... So either in the next week or so, people will be going into the velodrome. But for me, because of my health and having my MS and just being a little bit more at risk, I'm kind of uh, hanging back and kind of hoping to reintroduce maybe in uh, phase two. So for now, yeah, I'm just currently uh, training in my living room. I guess with para-athletes, you kind of have that added complication that we all do have some kind of um, impairment or um, condition. It's just how that impacts us with this um, kind of coronavirus as well. Sam, have you found that pretty similar then? Not really. As, 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 having cerebral palsy, it doesn't it doesn't affect me as severely as as say Kadena because it's a neurological impairment. If you were to come down with COVID, it affects your ability to to fight it neurologically in terms of the respiratory system. So it doesn't affect me very much. Uh, how how this has affected my training. Uh, 
essentially I'm known in the business as what we would call um, a noob, uh, a rookie, no, no, no bike skills whatsoever. So our job after the World Championships was to work on my bike skills and my endurance. So this has just happened earlier than we planned. Uh, so I'm out on the road a lot more than I, than I have been over the, part of the last two months and it's really benefited my training. So uh, there's, there's a silver lining uh, to the COVID curfew. And is the year delay, which at the moment is what it is, I mean, we don't know whether the Tokyo Games might eventually go behind closed doors even for 2021, but whatever happens, it, has that delay benefited you both or not? It sounds for you, Sam, like it might have done. Uh, it, it's certainly given me more of a chance to be in those eight male slots that are, that are given to, to our team to compete at Paralympic Games. And it's certainly up to my stock, um, but it's still a very long way for me to go. So the delay might help, but initially in terms of my pathway and my progression towards that level, uh, we were planning very much so for, for Paris 2024, not necessarily Tokyo, but it's given, it's given me another roll of the dice. So uh, <laughs> we push on. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like you referring to as rookie bicycle skills. The last time I was on a bicycle, that came off it on Bro and seafront that had to be helped up by two old ladies i'm terrible i'm absolutely terrible on a bike there were two bollards and i thought i wonder if i can get through there and i i couldn't and uh <laughs> absolutely flying i still come off my bike i come off my bike when it's stationary and attached to my turbo so you know oh zoe honestly when it comes to the pair of us we are off our bikes more than we're on them don't, don't worry you're, oh, in good, yeah. you're, you're, you're in good com you're in good company i think they might be, be being very humble there zoe i mean kadina you were the first brit in 32 years to win gold in two sports at the same games going down in history uh, people will recall that you did that in rio four years ago uh, you won four medals in total including golds in t38 sprint and c4 paracycling uh, what are your standout memories when you look back at all you achieved at those games oh, wow i mean my, my proudest achievement was getting the bronze in the 100 meters which was my first medal but it was just because i went into it ranked number nine so to come out third was a great achievement and showed how, how hard i'd worked in the two months in the lead up to it but i think probably my most emotional moment and the, the memory that i i liked the most was um kind of my my C for 500 meter time trial um, win. And I think because I kind of knew I was capable of doing it, but wasn't sure whether I'd be able to pull it off having run 200 meters in the two days prior. I, I watch it back and I get the same like buzz and same thrill. And I'm just like, oh! And just watching, I mean, I haven't been able to accelerate down the back straight like that since then so <laughs> I look back and I'm like if I can get that back out we'll be in a good place but yeah that was probably like just getting that first gold medal because that was the one that I needed to get to do the double it was a moment of like overwhelming like happiness and relief I guess. So let's talk about the multi-sports for both of you, because it's hard for anyone to think that they could get to that level in one sport, let alone multi-ones. Uh, so Sam, first of all, this has been more recent for you, moving to cycling. What prompted that change? Copying me. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to try. Just Copying me. <laughs> Copying all of us, Sam. <laughs> What 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 it came down to is that I, I did a lot. I've done a lot of training uh, on the watt bike to improve uh, my fitness uh, whilst running on track, whilst throwing shot. It's been a great way to improve my fitness whilst not actually having impact through the joints. So I've always been able to to use a watt bike and use it well. Coming towards the end of my athletics career, I, I wanted to find something else for me to do, something to get my teeth into, and something that I was actually going to be 
in my eyes, successful at. Um, and I went to a talent ID uh, day with UK Sport. This was 2019 towards the towards the beginning of. And we just kicked off from there. I met John Lenton, who is the who is the head of para talent uh, at British Cycling, and he said, "Well, it, given what we what we've seen the numbers from your testing on the what bike, if this is anything to go by, you could be a force uh, in your classification, which is C1, uh, and and the rest is history, as they say." That sounds pretty much like my story. <laughs> yeah, I think for anyone that's in athletics, you do what bike sessions, and normally you do it when you're injured, and everybody hates it. And I did it when, so when I got back after, after my uh, MS diagnosis, I really struggled with my balance. I couldn't do very much without ending up on the floor. So we kind of just put me in a corner with crash mats around me and put me on a walk bike. Turned out I was pretty good and had some decent powers. So I, uh, another girl was actually in the process of trying to swap from swimming to cycling and she had a contact and um, she gave me the contact details. I, I kind of spoke to that person did some testing and post Rio, I found out that the uh, physiologist said to um, my coach at the time and the head coach said, um, she's going to be amazing. You better get her on the team. <laughs> and again, the rest is history. Um, I ended up on the team. The girl who gave me the contact actually didn't end up on the oh, team. No. Which, um, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> Can you explain to me what, what, what is a what bike then? What is a, how does that work? It's, it's a machine of death, Zoe. That's how we can describe the what bike? <laughs> a machine of death. That sounds fantastic. Normal, so your normal kind of um, kind of gym bike, yeah. I guess, um, but with added resistance, and it's just it's just a horrible device. <laughs> um, Kadina, just before the uh, the Tokyo postponement, uh, where were you in terms of qualifying, and where's it left you now? So in cycling, so I think we have, I think we get seven spots for women, but we don't have as many women on the team. So basically we have enough spots for every woman on the team to be able to go to the games for cycling. And I'm in a fortunate position where I have um, two events where I have um, the chance of getting a gold or a silver. Um, and the same for athletics. I uh, got a silver medal at the World Championships back in um, November and that got me automatic qualification for um, the 400 metres, at least for athletics. Um, I was definitely uh, qualified for uh, at least uh, two um, and then just looking at whether I could qualify for some of the other athletics events. And we knew that I was in a good place if I could build off that. So am I disappointed that it's been moved? Not really. I've got an extra year to, to, to train harder. <laughs> uh, you've been very open as well about the mental struggles that you've found. And I wonder if that's correlated physically too, because you had a re that really bad knee injury. You missed out on the Commonwealth Games in 2018. Do you think they live alongside each other? Yeah, most definitely. I think um, for me, sport has always been my saving grace with, when I had the stroke initially. My aim at that point, I was actually uh, probably like two weeks before I had my stroke, I was doing a talent transfer into a skeleton, a Bob Skeleton. And I got an email saying that I'd got onto the next stage kind of the day after I had my stroke. But at that point, I tried really hard for that. Um, and then the same when I had my MS diagnosis, I think it was uh, maybe like a, two days after I started fundraising to get back into sport. And sport's just always been that thing that's kept me going when that got taken away from me when I had a, my knee injury and I was kind of going through my final year of university to so do my dissertation and having loads of placements 
um, and I was quite stressed out and didn't have that kind of relief of being able to go and do my sport, it kind of just allowed me to fall into a dark place and bad habits. And I think having that kind of morale of my sport um, has always, always kept me going. But then at the same time, there are pressures of being an elite athlete. And it's just unfortunate, really, that yeah, I have obviously struggled with the, um, the eating disorder side of things. But I, thankfully, I've got a great team around me and we're managing it. It's just a battle that I'm constantly fighting. But um, I enjoy doing my sport and that's something that I'm never going to walk away from. So, Well, you have been very brave in speaking out, Kadena, and we thank you for that. We'll get to know a little bit more later. That's what the show must go on is all about knowing the characters behind the sport. And we'll be doing just that over the course of the show. We'll also get more from Zoe on life as a comedian. Plus, still to come on Union Jack, we hear Kadena and Sam's motivational songs, ones they like to work out to or compete to. They'll get added to the series playlist, which you can find at unionjack.co.uk. We also get all of our guests to recommend a film or box set to watch during lockdown. And at the end of the show, we'll have round five of the Home Decathlon Challenge. Our comedians are currently on the back foot. The overall score is athletes three, comedians one. But Zoe's going to restore some pride, aren't you, Zoe? Absolutely. Oh, I'm so competitive. I can feel my heart going just at the thought of it. <laughs> show us go. Hello, I'm Jimmy Carr, and you're listening to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. Whatever you think I'm being paid to do this, double it. <laughs> this is The Show Must Go On with me, Lindsay Hooper, joined by comedian Zoe Lyons and Kadena Cox and Sam Ruddock, who are our Paralympians. Um, Zoe, what have you been doing right now um, at this point in time? Because you've looked into your diary and it's an abyss at the moment. It's an abyss. Thank you, Lindsay. It's, it's an absolute abyss. Oh, I had such a busy, busy summer planned. I wasn't going to the Olympics, not this year, uh, maybe next time, but I should have been filming uh, a BBC Two Tea Time quiz show. That should have been happening. That obviously is on the back burner. Very disappointing. I've had a shiny suit made and everything. Um, and then I had I had loads of gigs booked in for May and June. That's why the sport has been so important to me. And I wasn't a sporty kid at all. Not at all. I was always the last one to be chosen for netball. I couldn't run. But discovering it later in life has, has been an absolute godsend for me. It really, really has. And <laughs> um, where did that love of sport come from for you, Kadina and Sam? I've just been that sporty child. My mum tells everyone she likes to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She tells everyone about the fact that I, I never called. So I, I got up at seven months and started walking. And I think I've always just like, I've just loved like just getting up and doing stuff. Like I was that kid that was like out on the skateboard and like on the scooter. Like I had cuts and grazes every week. My mum was a runner when she was younger and back in Jamaica. My dad was a cricketer back in Barbados. So it was in, it was in the genes. Was that the case for you, Sam? Not necessarily. My, my, my mother was, a, she'd say she was a pretty good uh, county gymnast until she tried to do some moves in the front room and, and found her kneecap uh, around the back of her leg. Oh. So, so that, that definitely curtailed her career. My inspirations were drawn from the things I saw on television. Um, so my great grandmother, bless her heart, used to record Gladiators every Saturday night so I could rewatch it again on Wednesday whenever I went to her house for tea. I wanted to be just like them. Uh, Space Jam or 
also as well Michael Jordan a massive inspiration so I want to be just like these heroes that I saw on television I want to be just like my friends I want to be able to run as fast as them jump as high as them and when I realized that I couldn't obviously because of obvious impairments but maybe I wanted to do it even more because I'm stubborn as hell um so if any if anything if anything stubbornness is in the genes and it, it has served us well up up until this point <laughs> Well, I think we've come to that point in the show where we should get a song just to lift us all up now, um, especially because you've made us all think about sport in a very different way. So, Kadina, you've got a guitar behind you as we're recording. People at home can't see that. I can, but I'm, I'm getting the vibes you're musical. You, you like your music? I do. Um, I'm, I'm from a very musical family. All my siblings can sing. What happened to me? <laughs> I feel like God just knew if he'd have given me the talent of singing, I just would have been too much of a threat to the rest of the world. So, yeah, we, we missed that one out. I was actually in the choir. Don't know why I was in the choir, because I was just mumbling in the back. Um, <laughs> I've become very musical just because it's what I kind of grew up around. That's made me expect big things now from this first track. Already I was wondering what your musical taste would be. Now I'm thinking she's going to set a new bar. What are you going for for track one? Track one, um, I'm going to go with, it's a song by an artist called Governor B, who is a Christian artist. Sick. <laughs> right, Sam Zoe, sit back. Let's enjoy this one on Union Jack. When you had enough, and you see no way out, it's all right, don't panic. Things can work for your good. It's okay, it's what I say. You're listening to The Show Must Go On with me, Lindsay Hooper, and this week I'm joined by comedian Zoe Lyons, along with Paralympians Kadena Cox and Sam Ruddock. And Kadena chose Governor B. You said that got you through a very tough week, Kadena. Yeah, like, I think he's a bit like me. He's really open and really just real. So, like, the way he's talking about um, his struggles with uh, his faith on the song and then kind of how it's brought him through. Just how real and open he's been, like really resonated with me, like with my battles that I'm I'm dealing with myself. I just think he's a sick guy. And like Battle by Wookie was just a, it was a banger before he even did it. And now he's remixed it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing passion about music. It's just so infectious. And Sam, the gauntlet's been set now. The gauntlet has been set, indeed. There are three more songs to come, plus Zoe's taking on Kadena and Sam in our Home Decathlon Challenge. Remember, all of the challenges so far are over at unionjack.co.uk on our show page. So go and have a go. Let us know how you get on at Union Jack Radio on Twitter. Uh, Zoe and Kadena, you share something else in common. Are you both aware that you've been on Celebrity Mastermind? I know that you know that you've, you've been on it yourself, but are you aware that the other person has? Yeah. I can't talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> it's terrifying, isn't it, Kadina? It's absolutely terrifying. How did you do, Kadina? I just said we don't talk about it. <laughs> you did choose Arsenal as your topic, which is very far-reaching. Let me clarify this situation. <laughs> when you get chosen to go or asked to go on Mastermind, they ask you what you want your subject to be. You've got to remember how many people go on this show. My number one pick was Harry Potter. I'm a geeky Harry Potter fan, and I literally have watched and rewatched, read all the books. I was like, Harry Potter, like, I could nail this. They were like, no, you can't do that. 
And then I, I asked, there was like four different things. One of them even was human anatomy. I'm a physiotherapist. So I was like, yeah, I can nail the human anatomy. <laughs> like, no. So eventually they were like, is there anything else? And I was just like, well, I'm an Arsenal fan. Uh, we went with that. But on the day, the reason why I ended up so panicked, on the day, I think it was just like they're doing the last decade or something. And I was like, wow. Oh. I looked at the glory days of Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as someone, Padina, who spent a lot of time at Arsenal over the, the years, it is so difficult to narrow it down, even to a season, because so much happens at a football club. So I did think you were very brave to take that one on. But you did. And you know what? Hats off to you. Zoe, what was your specialist subject? My specialist subject was the life and works of Quentin Crisp, because I'd just been at the Edinburgh Festival doing a show and I'd seen a one-man show about Quentin Crisp and, it, they, and I panicked a bit like Kadini when they said, what do you want to do your subject on? I was like, um, Quentin Crisp? And they went, oh, right, fine. I was like, oh my God, I, don't, I know nothing about Quentin Crisp. So, I, I, yeah, but it was, it was, it was, he's a very interesting character to, to learn about anyway. At least with that subject though, Zoe, not that many other people know too much either. No. See, Kadina yeah. was up against the whole Arsenal brigade yes. there, you see. <laughs> Sam, what would your specialist subject be if you get the opportunity? Is it going to be something like WWE? I know you're a big fan. Uh, potentially, it could it could have been something like WWE. I, I think I'd, prob- I'd probably go with the, with the NBA. Um, the National Basketball Association. I'd like to think I could do well on those, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I, I think that you can learn a few lessons from Kadina and Zoe there. And you okay under the, the spotlight in that chair? You think you'd be okay? You wouldn't quake too much? No, I, I, I would be an absolutely nervous wreck. I was. When John Humphreys asked me my name, I went blank. I think it's, I think it's probably just the immortal words, isn't it? And your chosen subject. That's it. Gone. <laughs> yes. I think I'd be the same. I, I would definitely steer clear. However, if I could win one thing, it would be Celebrity Robot Wars, which you went and did, Kadena. Mastermind to Robot Wars. That is, you've, you've covered everything there, girl. That's everything. The Robot Master Craig Charles was my hero. <laughs> Honestly, there has been some things in my life that I have just been like, Dina, that if someone had told me when I was a child I would do robot wars, I'd have been so excited. I'd have been like, yes, robot wars. To go one-on-one with Sir Killalot, that is the dream. <laughs> I was so sick as well. Oh my gosh. That was the most fabulous thing ever. Oh, there's, there's some shows that you'd love to see more of on telly again, and that's one of them. Um, let, let's go to a question then now, because at the very top of the show, you might recall, uh, we had Jimmy Carr uh, introing you both, and he's back. He's got a question. The thing people find most annoying about me is my laugh. What do people find most annoying about you? Ha ha! Sorry, I just laughed at then. I was like, I think my laugh's quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'll be brutally honest. So all my family or like my close friends that have known me for years, they find my voice really annoying. But it's because I go from, so I'm from an area called Chapel Town, which is where a lot of Caribbean settled. And my mum was Jamaican or is Jamaican. And then I went to a school called Weatherby, which is like a posh village. Um, So I kind of have this accent that fluctuates between someone that was brought up in a Caribbean household to someone who was really like posh. Like when I go on TV, they're like, whose voice is that? Uh, I think the most annoying thing about me would be that if anyone were to share a kitchen with me, I like 
my ingredients prepared in a certain way. I, I'm I'm Gordon Ramsay levels of, of of tenacious when it comes to the kitchen. The kitchen is my church. We talk a lot about Kadina and her Christian rap. The kitchen is my church. That's where I pray and worship the most because I love food. Um, so I, I like my food done in a certain way. And if it's not, I tend to get Ramsay on you on you. Well, let Zoe as well join in with this because I'm quite interested to know what you think that is annoying about you. Oh, about me. I reckon I could be a real bore. I think I'm a proper show-off bore. I can see my friend's eyes rolling sometimes. When, and I know I'm doing it, but I can't help it. You know, it's the performer in you. You want to be on stage and showing off, going, look at me, look what I can do. And that doesn't stop at sort of dinner parties or at the pub. And I, I, find, I found my friends sort of rolling their eyes, going, oh, here she goes. Even with the running, even with the running, I can't let it go. Like my friend will go, I've run six and a half miles. I'm like, oh, six and a half. Just a stroll, was it? Little stroll, little warm up, was it? Twelve I did yesterday in my gym jams. But that's what I expect with this show. I've got yeah. comedians on one hand, on the other, top athletes. I'm not expecting anything less than a bit of showing off. Speaking of which, Sam, it is your turn to select a track. You've got to go up against Kadina's first choice of Governor B. So, what are you going for? <laughs> with Kadir and myself both both hailing from Caribbean heritage this is like a clash it's like a sound clash uh, we're gonna get <laughs> it's gonna be fun um, my track selection is a track that I use during warm-up so it kind of helps me relax so I've got loads of energy so it helps me relax and kind of takes me on a, on a journey back to when I first heard it and it, it's 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 a big it's a big summer track uh, and it's got it's got a good melody it's got a good rhythm and it just helps you relax and helps you Get in the mood uh, for for some moving. Uh, so the track that I've selected is by Basement Jacks, and it is Red Alert. Oh, I remember this. Here it is on Union Jam. Lindsay Hooper and this is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio where I'm joined by comedians Zoe Lyons and Paralympians Kadena Cox and Sam Ruddock. Still to come, the Home Decathlon Challenge where we pick comedians against athletes and also ask you to join in. Plus we have more motivational songs chosen by Kadena and Sam and time for a bit of reflection on Basement Jacks. Do you remember that one, Kadena? I do, I do, I do. You know what, Sam? I'm, I'm going to give you that one. It, it, it is a good tune and I feel like in a warm-up that could yeah it could give you those those vibes so in the clash we're, we're one all <laughs> one all i wonder what the home decathlon challenge is going to be like because you're competitive even over the songs um i'm loving getting people's new skills that they've acquired during lockdown from them during this series there's been some interesting ones i'm going to start with kadina because kadina i know that you speak spanish already i wonder if you've gone for the languages route or if you just haven't got time um do you know what i have been trying to improve my spanish um so i took up spanish maybe two years ago so post rio my uh my teacher did at one point teach me how to say um i need to do my homework i actually can't remember how to say it but 
<laughs> that was kind of like the theme of my Spanish. So I, I decided I was going to try and improve my Spanish while picking my guitar pick up. And I have, I've actually taken up, I wouldn't say it's a new skill. I was an A-level textile student and I now have a nine-month-old puppy and I keep getting um, messages from people on her, um, on her Instagram profile. Wait there, wait there. She's got her own Instagram. My puppy obviously has her own Instagram. <laughs> Brilliant. This is Minnie, isn't it? I've, I have seen your dog on Instagram, Minnie. And now you're going to just tell me that you make doggy outfits or something. Obviously, everyone did the whole, oh my God, I'm stuck inside. I'm going to tie it in my house. Now, when you do two sports, Sammy will have realised this as well. The kit load just increases and increases and increases. So I have kit from like 2015, like kit that just nobody ever wears, ever. So I decided I was going to get it all out in this whole kind of clearing out phase. Um, and I was like, well, what do I do with all this? Like, there's only so much you can give away. I, like, I've tried like doing giveaways and you can have it for this school and you can have it for this charity. I have a lot of kit still. So, <laughs> I mean, she obviously needs to look the part as well. So got little bandanas just tie around the neck. I, I'm, I'm attempting to make her a, a, a little jumper. Well, this could be a trio of hits for you on television. It could be Dragon's Den calling because think of all the university students that have all that old stash and you don't know what to do with it. I went to Loughborough like Sam did and I had so many tops and stash for different sports teams. And you're right, you just end up throwing it away. So make it into little doggy outfits. I like that idea. Sam? (laughs) Doggy outfits. For that reason, I'm out. Um, (laughs) My skill, I think, is something everybody, well, I I think most men are getting into grips with, is is learning to cut your own hair. By the end of this month, and hopefully next month, I'll never have to go see Boss Man ever again. I'll be able to do my own fades. Um, But I'm doing doing it as cautiously as I dare, because I don't want to have an accident, and and I'll end up cutting it all off, which would be a throwback to 2002, Sam, when my mum used to cut my hair. So, and that is is not happening. (laughs) I feel like I should campaign to keep the barbers in business right now. Uh, Zoe? Oh, I started I started lockdown like so many people with so many good intentions. I was like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to write that book. Maybe maybe do some painting. Um, my mum, day two of lockdown, said to me, I said to her, mum, I've lost all my work for the entire year. And she went, why don't you just do some colouring in? Yes. I was like, yes, yeah. mumsy. <laughs> Go on. And she actually got me a big packet of crayons. I was like, I'm. I'm not eight. I'm not peaking too soon. That's for how I'm taking it. Oh, there's still lots of time left, especially for acquiring new skills and also for watching box sets. And that's why we've introduced a recommendation round. I say box sets because not very many people end up going for films nowadays. But um, let's go round all three of you to find out what you are recommending for people to watch during lockdown or at the weekends as it starts to gently get lifted. Uh, we'll go round Kadina, Sam, Zoe in that order. Well, you say people don't watch films anymore. However, that's what I've done. I, I, I do have a Netflix and I haven't, I haven't been on my Netflix once. What I have done, however, is I've gone back and watched all the Harry Potter films in order. But saying that, so I, I actually wrote a post, uh, maybe like, it was on Friday, it was for Mental Health Week. Um, and one of my favourite person ever, um, JK Rowling, tweeted me and just reminded me that I'm beautiful. She oh. tweeted you. Incredible. And now I know why you ditched your other recommendation, Love is Blind. (laughs) You've got to get that story in. (laughs) 
Sam. Uh, my recommendation, uh, coming off the back of, well, one was cleaning my cleaning my front room, top to bottom. I gave it a massive deep clean, and I discovered some DVDs. Remember those? And and what what I found uh, was the box set for Band of Brothers. Now with, with the seventy fifth anniversary of VE Day happening only recently, um, I, I got it out again, even though it's from an American perspective. Uh, it's a still it's a Steven Spielberg directed set of uh, a box set of a television series about Easy Company and their descent into the Allied assault of uh, of 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 the of the Western Front, and it's a fantastic it's a fantastic story about about men about men doing their best to ensure that we can prevail against against all odds. Really good for anybody who's who who would like to be inspired in a different way. I know we're all really really sporty, but I feel you can find stories of inspiration from anywhere if you look hard enough. Zoe, I peaked way too soon with this one. I went with the um, Norseman on Netflix. And I'm not a big watcher of seasons or box sets or anything. I I sort of watch three or four episodes and then usually sort of lose interest because I'm not in it. But Norseman, I loved. It's set in Norway, uh, Viking times. Uh, There's only two seasons out at the moment. I think they're making season three. And it's brilliantly funny. It's really tongue in cheek. It's quite gruesome, but very, very funny. And there are some amazing uh, Norwegian actors in it. Apparently, they film it in Norway and they do it in Norwegian first and then they do it in English. It really has made me howl with laughter. But yeah, unfortunately, only two seasons. Because normally now things have like sort of 12 seasons, don't they? So you can almost do an entire pandemic off the back of one series. But yeah, only two seasons. So week one had finished. I was bereft. But that's actually got my attention that it's only two seasons because I, I'm a little exhausted by things that are over five. Yeah. Because you think, well, I'm in this for the long haul. So two seasons. And also you're selling it to me because it's got lovely scenery. Um it's And right now, because none of us have had any holidays or travelled, I'm one for seeing mountains and nice landscapes. So I think that's a great suggestion. Let's bring in another question during the show. I believe Andy Murray's got this one. Hey guys, so you might have read that my mother, Judy Murray, is going to be on the next Celebrity MasterChef. She'll be cooking what she made me and Jamie eat growing up. Gravel. What's the best dish you can make? And what would your last meal be? (laughs) Who's taking it first? Do you know what? I think I'd be really boring. It would be steak and chips, because I don't think you can beat a good steak and chips. I'd be with you there. That's uh, Zoe Lyon's food of choice if a last meal. Uh, Kadina? Um, <laughs> do you know, actually, I, I've um, wanted to go on um, MasterChef every year, but unfortunately we've had to uh, turn it down. Another show. It, it just it doesn't fit in timing-wise. It doesn't work, which is really frustrating because I love cooking. Um, I'm actually quite a good cook. I don't know. I think I'd have to go with something from my roots. Jamaica's national dish, which is um, ackee and saltfish. My my my, la- my last meal would have to be pizza. It's basic but very 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 effective because you can put whatever you want on it. So that would be my my final meal that I, w- I would ask for, and I can make pizza pretty well as well. Well, whilst you're all s- salivating, which I'm sure we all are now, I'll give you some time now to go go and just get sorted because we've got another track. It is Kadina's second choice of the show. Why have you gone for this one? Right, <laughs> you might have realised. But I love a name drop, so I'm just gonna do just do another one. <laughs> I'm joking. So this track, I, I love the artist. I think he's done so much for the grime scene, I guess. But he's he's done a lot for uh, I guess people from my my background and kind of in the way he's come up and kind of things he's done, like 
headlining Glastonbury. Like, he's a sick guy. But while headlining Glastonbury, my cousin was his sound tech. My other cousin is back in singers. So, yeah, and this song, I think everyone loves this song and can relate to it. Everyone can have a little sing-along to it. And, again, he's got um, a bit of a gospel background. Um, this song has a gospel choir in it. So this song drops Mike, Stormzy. <laughs> Blinded by your grace is the one you've gone for, isn't it? Let's remind everyone of his wonderful lyrics for this. Stormzy has been a popular choice on The Show Must Go On here on Union Jack. I'm blinded by your grace. I'm blinded by your grace, by your grace. I'm blinded by your grace. I'm blinded by your Lord, I've been broken Although I'm not worthy You fix me I'm blinded by your grace You came and saved me Lord, I've been broken Show us your This is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio, a mix of comedy and sport to help you get through lockdown. Kadina's chosen both of her motivational songs now, but there's still one more to come later from Sam Ruddock. Um, I want to know from both of you now, um, with Tokyo in 2021, what is next and what are the targets? Sporting targets or just life targets? That's the question. Oh, wow. Um, I want to know both now, but sporting targets was what I was thinking first. I think sports-wise, it's really uncertain. So uh, a lot of our competitions have been cancelled or postponed. So our, our European Championships um, for athletics, um, like things like the uh, London Anniversary Games has been postponed. The uh, Road World Championships for cycling. I don't do the road, so I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. But that's been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of you Sam have you set targets because it's a new sport it's quite difficult for you to measure I guess because you haven't got anything to go against the target would be the personal best that I set at the world championships in Canada at the beginning of the year but whilst we're building my my, my endurance space and improving my bike skills that time surely will drop but I think Kadena can can attest to the fact that because we haven't got any competitions there's nothing to really aim for so the goal really is to minimize the losses in fitness or strength that, that we have over this time period because our training is so disrupted and that's what it will probably come down to when we're when we're in the gate and all athletes all over the world are about to start their events will be the ones that are able to manage this as best as they can. That's really the target, is to stay as fit as fit as possible until we're allowed to go back to some sort of normality, whatever that is. And would it bother you both if there was an element of doing the Olympics and the Paralympics next year behind closed doors? Um, you do find, unfortunately, unless you are in London, which is always amazing. If you're in the UK, support is amazing. Um, what you do find... Apart from at the games, in which you do get a massive support, at a lot of our kind of smaller championships, so our world championships, I say smaller, like our world championships and the European championships, is still a big deal. Um, but our turnouts in terms of crowds is actually not that big. Just within Paris sports, it's just a really unfortunate thing that we don't always get the support in other countries. You do get quite used to not having a massive crowd there. So for me, like I, I'm, I'm used to just knowing how to turn it on, whether there's a crowd there or not. If there's a crowd there, it is amazing. But I think we do just get to a point 
where you, you just have to, you rely on yourself and your own adrenaline. I can agree with Kadina in a sense that as Paralympians, we have learned to compete with no crowd and turn it on when we have to. But I think the Games are the one exception as because it happens once every four years and it would it would be a shame to compete and not have the electricity that you get from competing in front of hundreds of thousands of people, uh, regardless of the arena. I mean, it, you could only even ask Zoe, imagine doing comedy in front of nobody. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Sam, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the early days, just me and a fruit machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tricky because, you know, now this brave new world and people are doing comedy gigs online or, com- or Zoom gigs, and it's a different thing. It's a totally different thing, and it's such a two-way, it's a two-way flow of energy. I think with sport and, and with comedy, you know, you, you bring your A game, but when you get that bounce back from the audience, that's, that, that can make things special, really special. I think it's fair to say that we're missing the live crowds and the live sport at the moment. Uh, That's why we've set a little game of our own each week called the Home Decathlon Challenge. We're going to find out now from John McEnroe what this week's challenge is. Thanks, Lindsay. So, peas in a bowl challenge. Our athletes and comedians have 30 seconds to move as many frozen peas from one bowl to another using either a straw or a pair of chopsticks. The person who manages to move the most across will be our winner. How were you feeling about this when you got it through? I was pretty confident. I ate quite a lot of sushi. (laughs) Okay, so Zoe was there, ready to go, feeling confident for the, the comedians, who, by the way, are trailing three to one on the overall leaderboard going into this. Uh, Kadina and Sam? I wasn't sure. I'm going to be brutally honest. I went for the straw option just because my um, my hand skills are not fabulous because of my MS. But I did mine outside, so I had a melting situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we have a full disclaimer here. Um, it's called Frozen Peas Challenge. Only one of you had frozen peas. That was Zoe. Sam had warm peas and Kadina had the little chocolatey balls from the, is it the Muller Corner? <laughs> but um, but you know, we can let everyone listen to this. Let's start with Sam first and see how he got on. You all did very well, by the way. Okay, comedians versus athletes, peas in the bowl challenge. First competitor, it's Sam Ruddock. Let's see what he's got. Okay, he's doing pretty well, struggling though a little bit to pick up the peas. He's decided to use two pencils together rather than chopsticks. And there's a lot of peas on that chopping board. You feel maybe too many for him to pick them up efficiently. But he's doing okay. Once he's got the pea, it's going in the bowl pretty well. Entering into the last 10 seconds now, really struggling to pick them up every now and again. And finally, that is 10. 10 for Sam Ruddock. Not a bad showing, but certainly not a gold medal performance. 10. Very good, Sam. I was watching. you got a good rhythm going on there. Um, people can watch these videos at Union Jack on Twitter, at Union Jack Radio. Uh, let's bring in Zoe's attempt and see if she could pull one out the bag for the comedians. All right, Zoe Lyons in the Peas in the Bowl Challenge. She's looking pretty good already. She's clearly got a lot of talent here. Using chopsticks and frozen peas, unlike Sam, whose peas look pretty warm, let's be honest. She's doing a great job. We're just over the halfway point right now. She's surely going to overtake Sam. She's getting peas in the bowl very efficiently, although struggling with one right now, struggling to get that in. She's right at herself. 
She's doing a fantastic job, and that's 15 P's in 30 seconds. Zoe Lyons shooting into first place. Sam last right now with 10. Ooh, and a very professional setup there, Zoe. I, I liked how you got that all sorted out. Look, it looked like you were on top of it. Proper playing field there. Yeah, you've got to take it seriously. You've got to take it you, seriously. You did. But then you had a double gold medalist uh, from Rio that you had to go up against. So let's bring in Kadina. Okay, Kadina Cox, the third competitor in the Peace in the Bowl Challenge. She's an athlete. Let's see what she's got right now. Not using frozen peas. Instead, using the crunchy bits from the Mueller Corner yogurts right now and using a straw, unlike Sam and Zoe. But it's going incredibly well. All kinds of balls going into the bowl. She's doing an incredible job right now and surely can outstrip Zoe Lyons. Incredible work just as we come up to time. And that is 19 balls in 30 seconds. Kadena Cox right into first place. Your winner this week. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Kadina, you were like a machine. You know what? The worst bit was, I was just dribbling through the straw. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes my next question. I was going to ask if you still ate the Mullacorna balls, but maybe not. <laughs> I started on a new one. The bowl was, it was like a bowl of like soup <laughs> oh, um, anyone who is interested in that can go to the Union Jack website we've got all of the challenges on there and now the overall leaderboard because of you Kadina you've put one on there for the athletes currently leading 4-1 you can check them all out online you can also have a go at the challenges yourself film it and send us on Twitter to at Union Jack Radio uh, time for another question and this time it's royalty so uh, obviously I launched the Invictus Games in 2014 uh, and I'm really hoping that Megan will let me leave the house and carry on doing that once the pandemic's over. Uh, what more do you think can be done to promote disability sport? I thought maybe we could use my uncle, Prince Andrew. You know, he's always really great at grabbing headlines. But what do you guys think? Sam? I, I think we could we can do um, so much more to promote disability sport, but more so at, at the grassroots level to introduce coaches to it in any other sport, in any sport that they, they, uh, they're coaching in. To help them understand that it's not necessarily something you have to be scared or worried about coaching someone with an impairment. Uh, in my mind, there's no such thing as, as disability. It's just a question that everybody is able in different ways. So the more coaches that can understand that, it, it will allow others that are that do have an impairment, that are involved in sport, that are keen or are interested, will have a place to go where they can learn and, and, and develop their skills. So I think that would be the best way to promote disability sport uh, and therefore widen, widen the player base. That's a it very were. good point to make. Uh, Kadina, anything to add? Yeah, I totally agree with Sam. Um, having been an able-bodied athlete to begin with, I um, remember at my old club and seeing that the dis dis disabled athletes were separate and you had the wheelchair athletes that were separate and kind of we did our own thing. And I think just that not separating and just kind of everyone realising that different coaches can coach athletes with a disability, it's just you just have to attack it in a little bit of a different way. But then I just think within, I guess, the media and stuff, you tend to not see disabled athletes until you've got a Paralympic Games coming up and that's the only time we're kind of like really there. And if you do see um, Paralympic athletes, it tends to be the ones that are very visually impaired. So that those that are missing a leg, so they have a blade or something, or, or those that are in wheelchairs. Um, and I think there's a very uh, little understanding of kind of what 
disabled sport is. You've got me and Sam that I've got um, impairments that aren't particularly visible um, unless you see us moving. Um, and I think if more of us are kind of out there in the media, that kind of allows, I guess, the younger kids that will be coming through as grassroots and their parents to see that they can be included. As a physio, I remember working with one girl um, and she just didn't realise she could get involved in dis- disability sports because what she saw were those kind of in wheelchairs or with blades and stuff. It's that grassroots awareness, but I think that can be helped by having those of us that are at the top be seen more in, in the media. Well, as well as the amazing work that you do in your sporting lives, you both do brilliant work as well away from that, as you've just said, with your physio work. I know Sam as well, you do work with the Youth Sports Trust. Um, I'd like to close the show by thanking you both for coming on and Zoe as well for, for pitching in and and also making us aware of, of how you know, at the moment you have nothing going on in your calendar for a comedian. It's tough times and you rely on the crowds as well. So we hope that it all gets back to some normality for all of you very soon. Um, where can people follow all of you? I am, uh, if they want to follow me, they simply have to look through my living room window at the moment because I'm mostly <laughs> staying in. But also I'm at, uh, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Zoe Lyons. Kadina? Um, so I am on, um, I'm on Instagram mainly. Um, so my Instagram is uh, at CAD21. My Twitter is at CAD underscore C. I'm also on TikTok. You need to follow me on TikTok. Did you, I, th- I think I might be CAD C on TikTok. But I feel like this lockdown, it's been all about the TikTok. Get on TikTok, guys, mm-hmm. and follow me. I'm sick of all the dances. Not. I'm, I'm going to be doing that, <laughs> even though I'm not on it yet. But you are my inspiration to try it out and have a look. Uh, Sam? I will not be on TikTok. No one will see anybody with cerebral palsy uh, dance. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, <laughs> sam.roddick. Lovely. Well, I wish you all the best at next year's Paralympics in Tokyo. Kadina and Sam, thank you for joining us. And it is Sam's turn to take us out. What's the final song of the show? Okay, the final song of the show. First of all, before we get into this, I have to shout out Mumsy, because if it wasn't for Mumsy, I would know nothing about this band. She gave me two of their CDs when I was younger. She was a raver in her day, and she said, these are amazing, you must listen to them. Did you say Mumsy, like Stormzy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The Mothership Brilliant. deserves all the praise. Um, we went to go and see them live a few years ago before 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 the lead man unfortunately passed away and she said it was the, the livest two hours of energy she'd ever seen in her life. Um, and this track I use when I'm deep in the training hole, it's really, really hard and I'm struggling to control myself because I'm trying to get through the efforts and the clue is in the title track. So uh, the song is called Breathe and it's by The Prodigy. Oh, this will get everyone going. Let's go and have a really great Saturday, shall we? Thanks very much for joining us here on Union Jack. The show must go on is created by Offside Productions Media, supported by the Audio Content Fund. plea from me if you could be so kind as to leave a rating and review for this podcast it will help other people to find it that would be most appreciated and we'll be back again next week 